Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to talk about something that is a really serious pain point for a lot of families that we work with. We hear parents talk about this all the time and ask us questions about this all the time, and it's referred to as the false start. If you already know what I'm talking about when I say false start, then you're already experiencing it or you've already gone through a stage of false starts and you know how frustrating they can be. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I say false start, I'm talking about when you put your baby down for the night and you feel like you finally got them to fall asleep for the night and then about 30 to 45 minutes later, they wake up, sometimes even less, like 10, 20 minutes, they wake up. So let me set the scene for you. You have finally convinced your baby to fall asleep in your arms after much rocking, feeding, shushing, pacifier replacing, bouncing up and down on that yoga ball that you have in the corner of your room that so many parents tell me they're so sick of bouncing on, you gently transfer your baby to the crib, you tiptoe out of the room like a ninja, and then 10, 20, 30, maybe 45 minutes goes by, you thought we've got this, we have we have an evening ahead of us, baby finally went to sleep, and instead your baby is awake again. Gotcha, right? So this is what happens with the false start that you think you've gotten baby down for the night and then they wake up again very shortly afterwards. And many parents refer to these wakings early in your child's evening shortly after you've put them down for the night as false starts. So that's what a false start is. Let's talk about why a false start might happen and the ways we can go about attempting to avoid those false starts because they can be so frustrating. First thing, first thing in terms of why they happen, too much awake time before bed. Overtiredness is one of the key culprits of false starts. If a baby is overtired when they go down for the night, they will very often have trouble getting in and staying in a deep, restful sleep. They will toss, they will turn, they will be more easily stimulated and agitated. This is often why this false start occurs. If this is the problem, then the easiest solution is ensuring baby isn't overtired going to bed. So this means educating yourself about your baby's age-appropriate wake windows and combining that with watching your child's tired signs and sticking to those wake windows. At thehappysleepcompany.com, we do have a blog about when to increase your baby's awake time and a list of awake times by age. Remember when we are talking about wake windows, we are talking about the amount of time your baby can reasonably be awake before they need to be put down for sleep again because they're getting overtired. So for example, if I have a five-month-old. I would suggest that their end-of-day wake window is about two hours, maybe two hours, 15 minutes. If I see a family keeping their five-month-old up for three-plus hours before they go down for the night, and then that family is telling me that they're experiencing false starts with their baby, 
the first place I'm going to look and the thing that I'm going to suggest first is that baby is overtired going to bed. This is causing baby to be overly stimulated, really agitated, and having trouble getting in that nice, deep, restful sleep. So that's the first place I would point to say, let's pull back that wake window. That might even mean offering another nap for this baby. Like say this five-month-old is only having two naps and then a really big stretch to bedtime and is overtired and is having false starts. Instead, let's give that five-month-old a third nap in the day. Then we make sure he's not overtired by an age-appropriate bedtime, and then maybe we can get rid of those false starts. So first place to look, too much awake time before bed, overtiredness at bedtime if you are experiencing false starts with your baby, try to work the schedule so that your baby doesn't have so much awake time if you think overtiredness might be the culprit. And here's the second one, the other big one, the other key culprit of false starts, sleep props. If baby needs to be fed to sleep, held to sleep, rocked to sleep, bounced to sleep in order to fall asleep at bedtime, they will often get through just one sleep cycle, which is 45 minutes or even less. So when we say sleep props, that will, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about any of the stuff that your baby has to have in order to get to sleep that inevitably then they are probably going to need in order to get back to sleep anytime they're in a light stage of sleep and wake up a little bit. And it's really common that in the first sleep cycle in those first 45 minutes of the evening, or even in the first couple of hours of the night, your baby is still in a lighter stage of sleep than they are going to be a little bit later on. They will wake slightly more easily in that light stage of sleep. And if baby went down with a sleep prop, if baby was already asleep in your arms or on a bottle or a breast, being bounced on a yoga ball when they went to sleep, and then you transferred them into the crib, chances are when they're in that light stage of sleep, especially in those first 45 minutes after you put them down, they're rustling, they're stirring, their eyelids are fluttering a little bit, and then their eyes are popping right open and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. How did I get in this crib? This isn't where I went to sleep. I was in somebody's arms. I had a pacifier in my mouth and now it's all the way over on the other side of the crib. I had a breast or a bottle in my mouth. That's not there anymore. That's how I went to sleep. That's how I need to go back to sleep. I don't know any other way. How am I supposed to get back to sleep right now? So that's what's happening with the sleep prop and the false start is that baby needs that stuff again to get back to sleep when they're still in that light stage of sleep early in the evening. So The goal with sleep coaching, generally, if your baby has become quite reliant on sleep props, which many of our babies have in those early months because we're just trying to get through and get them some sleep however we can, now many parents' goal with sleep coaching is to remove the sleep props and teach their little one how to go into the crib awake and fall asleep using just their own sleep skills. That doesn't mean just leaving your baby alone in the crib with no sleep props and no support, no love, no reassurance. That's not what that means. It means removing the sleep props so baby can learn to fall to sleep independently. So then they also have the skills to get back to sleep independently. But it doesn't mean that your baby can't hear your voice and feel your touch and have a hug if they need a hug. It can mean all of those things. And I would suggest that most parents have more success with sleep coaching when sleep coaching does involve all of those things. Being able to talk to your baby and touch your baby and pick your baby up for a hug if they're upset about not having their sleep props and they need a hug. So that's what sleep coaching can involve. That's what we work on with families at the Happy Sleep Company. That's what you can work on if you feel like you need a change to your baby's sleep situation. 
that's the second big thing. So to sort of wrap up all of this, false starts when your baby wakes up very shortly into their nighttime sleep and has trouble getting back to sleep again. Key causes, too much awake time before bed and sleep props. Key solutions, shorten the amount of wake time before bed, look at your baby's tired signs, look at your baby's wake windows, determine if your baby seems overtired going to bed. That might be a fairly easy solution. If you feel like you've already got the wake windows spot on and baby is not looking overtired going to bed, you feel like they're just the right amount of tired going to bed, but baby has to be fed to sleep, held to sleep, rocked to sleep, bounced to sleep, etc. to get to sleep, and then you're seeing these false starts fairly consistently, that might be your culprit, those sleep crutches, those sleep props. And so that might be something that then you look at if the false starts are becoming really frustrating for your family and you feel like you need a solution, the solution might be looking at a more independent style of sleep for your baby, removing the crutches, teaching baby to fall to sleep independently so they can also fall back to sleep easily and independently when they wrestle and stir in those light stages of sleep instead of just waking up fully and not really knowing how to go back to sleep. That's false starts. Let us know if you have any questions about it. You know, you can leave us a DM on Instagram. You can reach out via the website. If you have any questions about false starts, if you have any questions at all, always reach out to the Happy Sleep Company. We're here to offer support, advice, guidance, and get your baby some rest. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company, and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com, for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.